0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing the podcast. I am your co-host Zach here with Matt.
1: Hello. And
0: today we are going to be doing a movie podcast, um,
1: an infamous s- movie podcast. Yeah, something that we
0: haven't done here in a while at the Just Browsing podcast. But I floated this idea to Matt, which is something that I've been doing for years now because I'm a nerd and I love movies. Is what I've been doing is at the end of every calendar year. I basically put together a list in an Excel spreadsheet of all of the movies that I saw that year that were released that year. So I'm not including just any movie I saw during the year that was released at any time. It's, it's only the movies released during that calendar year that I also saw that year. So um, I have movie lists going back to the year 2013. So what we were kind of thinking was we would do a series of podcasts Um, periodically from starting from here, moving forward into the future, starting with the year 2013 and kind of working our way up and each episode would be one year of movies. So welcome to the recap of movies from 2013, the podcast.
1: (laughs) Welcome to our new segment called,
0: (laughs) so, um, I think we'll be
1: skipping 2020 though.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting one. And here it is. What coming up on Thanksgiving is next week. So, it's damn near almost the end of the year here in 2020, and there's been barely any new movies. I guess released, I guess so. we could do
1: it to up to like March. So yeah, it could be like a quarter of a year. Really,
0: I think what my list is going to look like this year is a lot of movies that went straight to streaming services. Like there were a couple of Netflix original movies yeah. that will probably make it on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, really until about March, ever ever since March ended, there haven't been any major studio releases in theaters other than Tenet. Tenet was one that I got to see, but I, I pushed other back than that, like I, they've James pretty much Bond moved and, Yeah, everything, every major yeah. release that was going to come
1: mean, out. I mean, a lot of the big Disney ones I know were released on Disney Plus. Yeah, like Mulan, was Mulan was got released, released there. Disney+ yeah.
0: And, well, and they pushed James Bond a couple times, and then they just straight up moved it because to Because wasn't it like April of this show? It was year? supposed to be April, yeah. And then it was supposed to be November, and then they moved it to next year. And same thing with Dune, the new Dune movie is supposed to come out in December. They're like, nope, we're not doing that until next year. So. A lot of big movies that I was and Black Widow was supposed to come out, I think, in March or April. That didn't come out. That's slated for next year at some point. So, yeah, the 2020 movie list is going to be its own separate discussion. That'll be yeah, it'll be definitely an asterisk year. Um, But I'll have a list. It'll just be a weird list of probably it'll be our shortest one of the yeah yeah (laughs) the series with, with just quite a few Netflix movies and maybe some Disney Plus stuff on there or something. I don't know. So we'll see how it goes. But to recap. Or I guess to kind of start this discussion off, so the year 2013 in movies, when I was putting this list together, I saw a total of 50 movies that year that were released in 2013 that I also saw in 2013. So I think what I'm going to do is just run through the list and then Matt's going to, so what I did is is I had Matt go through this list and pull out the movies that he's seen. And we're going to talk about the movies that we've both seen, and then I'm going to kind of run through the ones that maybe Matt hasn't seen, and maybe I'll kind of plug some. Tell some of them that I would recommend him not seeing, that are kind of trash, because there's definitely a couple of those on here. And then I'll go through my top five. So every year I also put together not only a list of all of the movies I've seen, and I rank them on a scale of one to five stars, but I also put together a top five. So... This is just kind of a and annual remember, exercise. This, this that I is
1: Zach's go list yes. of the fifty movies he saw. This yes. is not all of the movies released in twenty thirteen.
0: Yes, correct.
1: And it's also
0: so that's an important caveat. And it's also not a comprehensive list of all of the movies that were released in twenty thirteen that I've seen. So obviously, it's been seven years since I put together this list. There have been some movies that were released that year that I have since seen. Those are not on this list. This is just a list of movies that were released that year that I saw that year, as of December thirty first. You realize if you like
1: calculate if you put like the times of all these movies next to them too, you could probably calculate the amount of time you spent. I mean, I'm going to assume you probably sent spent ninety five percent of these movies in the movie theater.
0: Yeah, most of them were in the theater.
1: So you probably spent easily over. Over two or three days in the movie theater.
0: Yeah, probably. Because I, mean, I mean like
1: Wolf of Wall Street, that's over a three-hour long movie, isn't it? It's pretty close, yeah. I so that's it's... an eighth of a day already? <laughs> yeah, my dad, when I first... Hobbit? That's, okay, those, those two movies <laughs> right. is six hours.
0: When I first put this list together in 2013, when I was telling him I was going to start doing this annually and putting together a list of movies... I was showing him, I was like, so I saw 50 movies this year that were released this year. And this is not even including just other movies that I watched too that came out in the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s or whatever. And he was saying, he was looking at the list. He goes, so you saw most of these in theaters. Kind of the same thing you were just asking. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, and how much is a movie ticket per <laughs> per movie? Yeah, you probably and spent Yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's a good point. And he was like, You gotta imagine ten to fifteen dollars somewhere in that range. And I- if you go
1: see one in IMAX or something, right. it's gonna jump from like like that fifteen to eighteen range. Right.
0: And times fifty movies. So yeah, I spent a spent quite a bit of money. Five hundred to seven hundred and fifty dollars
1: yeah. on movie tickets.
0: But it's what I love to do, man. I love watching movies. So um, without further ado, without with all of those caveats stated. Um, here is the list of movies that were released in 2013 that I saw that year. And I have them. I guess I'll also list the amount of stars I gave them on one to five stars. And then later we'll get to my top five. And then, I don't know, did you put together a top five as well or not yet?
1: I have it. It's just going to kind of be more of a on the spot top yeah, five. Yeah,
0: we'll go ahead and work through it while I'm running through the list real quick. I'm so working I'll just...
1: through how much time you spent in
0: okay yeah, yeah. We'll, go, we'll work through that while I'm while I'm going through the list so I'll just start it off and this is in no particular order I haven't uh, sorted these in alphabetical order or anything so I'll just run through them so Gangster Squad I gave three stars um, Broken City I gave two stars Movie 43 and that's not just the 43rd movie on my list that's a movie actually called Movie 43 I gave one star out of five and I was just telling Matt before we started recording it's Hot garbage. Don't see it. It's bad. Um, The movie Parker, I gave two stars. Warm Bodies, four stars. Side Effects, three stars. The movie Snitch, I gave two and a half stars. The movie Dark Skies, I gave two and a half stars. The movie 21 and Over, I
1: gave two and a half stars. Also, I think I... Well, You're a harsh critic, by the way. Because while you go through this, I already calculated your average stars and it's 3.34. Okay. That's your average stars for your, your movies.
0: I try not to be too harsh, but if a movie's bad and I just didn't enjoy it, I'm, I'm going to reflect that. You know?
1: Well, yeah, that's fair, but... I, I mean, think there's a, lot
0: of, there's a lot of people that are way more harsh on these their These people
1: try, okay? They, they fight every day I, to yeah, put I, food on I the know, table I get for it, their I get families.
0: It. I'm in support of the artist. <laughs> Dead Man Down, I gave two and a half stars. Olympus Has Fallen, I gave three stars. G.I. Joe Retaliation, I gave two and a half stars. The Evil Dead remake, I gave four stars. Oblivion, three and a half stars. Pain and Gain, three and a half stars. Mud, four stars. Iron Man 3, three and a half stars. The Iceman, three and a half stars. The Great Gatsby, three stars. Star Trek Into Darkness, four and a half stars. The Hangover Part 3, two and a half stars. Now You See Me, two and a half stars. After Earth, two and a half stars. I have a lot of thoughts on that movie. We'll get to that later. Man of Steel, four stars. This is the End, four stars. World War Z, four stars. Monsters University, three stars. The Heat, four stars. White House Down, three stars. Pacific Rim, four stars. RIPD, two stars. The Conjuring, three and a half stars. The Wolverine, four stars. Two Guns, three stars. Elysium 4 stars We're the Millers 4 stars Insidious Chapter 2 4 stars The Counselor 2 stars Ender's Game 2.5 stars Thor The Dark World 5 stars I was a big fan of that movie The Hunger Games Catching Fire 4 stars Delivery Man 2.5 stars The Hobbit The Desolation of Smaug 5 stars American Hustle 5 stars Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, 4 stars. Paranoia, 2.5 stars. The Purge, 3 stars. The Wolf of Wall Street, 5 stars. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, 4.5 stars. And the last one on the list is Prisoners, and I gave that 4 stars. So I know that was probably kind of a lot to hear all at once. But that was the list. That was all 50 that I had on the list for 2013, and I have my top five as well, but I'm going to save that for later. So let's hear your list because I know you pulled out the movies that you have seen from that 2013 list. What's on that one for you?
1: So on, <clears throat> on my list, I have seen 21 and Over, Olympus Has Fallen, uh, Iron Man 3, Hangover Part 3, Now You See Me, Man of Steel, This Is the End, World War Z, Monsters University, The Heat, White House Down, um Two Guns or the Millers Enders Game. And my list isn't all that I saw in theaters. This is just movies that I've seen. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm a lot less of uh the movie buff than Zach is. Uh what what I end with? Enders Game, uh Hunger Games Catching Fire, The Hobbit, the The Desolation of Smog, Anchorman Two, The Purge, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh so yeah, those are the ones I've seen. You got a pretty good list there, though. I like that list. Yeah, it's not terrible. I pick and choose what I want to see. Yeah. If something doesn't interest me, then I'm usually... you know. I mean, I could probably count on... Well, I couldn't count on one hand, because you've gotten me out to see a lot more movies. But there are a lot more of the movies that I'm like... A lot of them have been war movies lately.
0: Yeah, we have gone to see quite a few war movies. So what have we seen recently? We saw... 1916. 1917. I mean, it was... It's 1917. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're close. 16, 17, 18. They all blend together. Um, what else have we seen? I feel like we've seen. We some saw other Dunkirk. War. Oh, we did see Dunkirk. We saw Southern. that in IMAX, and that was fucking great movie.
1: Great movie. God, it's a great movie. Um, well, there hasn't really been any bigger war movies besides those two. Really, we're probably
0: spacing on some that we're.
1: But we went and saw. About, we took uh, Chris to go see the Pirates. The um, right. What is that one? The is it the newest one? Yeah, with uh, the Spanish. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Is yeah, that, the, last, that one. the most
0: recent one? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've gotten you out to see some more movies recently. Oh yeah, we're I'm definitely
1: spacing movies that we went and saw yeah. that that were really good.
0: But um yeah, I, I I don't know. This is an extra you got a pretty good list there. I mean, those are some good movies on that list. So you've seen those obviously in from the time 2013 until now. Right. And obviously mine is just a snapshot in time. So we were kind of talking before we sat down and started recording if I went through the list of movies that were released in 2013 I'm sure I will find I don't know half a dozen maybe more movies that I have seen since 2013 that were released that year that I just hadn't seen when I put this list together but I think it's kinda fun to look at just a snapshot in time of okay when I was sitting down at the computer at the end of 2013 putting a list of movies together what was the list of movies that I had seen what did I, what, what rating did I give them and what was my top five? So a lot of the things that one of the, one what of the you, discussions you should that I want to have as we kind of go through this is evaluate, has my top five changed? I was going to say, what you should do is, is
1: make a new column on your spreadsheet and say updated top five. Yeah. Based on like whatever year you decide to update it. Yeah. Whether it's like a yeah. five year later or... Yeah. just Yeah, you should do like an updated top five. I think
0: that would be interesting because, you know, this is seven years ago. This is what I thought at the time seven years ago. And my opinions may have changed. And honestly, when we get to my top five here in a little bit, I'll kind of explain to you. There's really two movies. This is one of the toughest years that I threw together a top five in terms of... I don't know whether to stick with my gut of what I put at the time or reevaluate and re-rank based on how I feel now cuz I might I might actually change my mind with what I think my favorite movie was this year, the top 2 versus what I had originally when I put the spreadsheet together, but we'll see. We'll get to that discussion here in a little bit. So, do you have a top 5 put together or should I kind of run through so some of these movies and talk about them real quick?
1: My top 5
0: so I'm kinda curious what I your, mean. Or do you want to save that for the end? When we, we can save over that for the fives? end because
1: okay. two of yours are, are in my top five as okay. well. So we could okay. we could save that towards the end.
0: Let's just save that and we'll we'll both go over our top uh, fives at the same time.
1: I will point out right now if I'm looking at the correct movie that MUD was a two thousand and twelve release. What? Not two thousand and thirteen. Oh, hang on,
0: folks. Hang on.
1: According with uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? Yes. Yes. In, According to this, is saying a 2012 release. Mm, it does say that on IMDb, although it
0: says May 10th, 2013 in the US. So maybe it's that's why it was on things. here.
1: Well, we'll count it for the time being.
0: Hang on, hang on. I'm going to Wikipedia. Wait, wait it up. What did I say? May
1: 12th. Yeah, because like right, Wikipedia says, Mud 2012 film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mud is a 2012 American coming-of-age drama. Uh, the film opened on April 26, 2013 with a limited release in select theaters. So it was completed for the uh, 2012 Keynes Film Festival. So that's what it was. So, so Technically, it's a 2012 movie, but it also wasn't released till 2013. So one yeah. couldn't see it in the theaters in the year 2012.
0: Yeah, so for my sake, if the movie was released in theaters during that year, I'm considering it.
1: Well, right. I mean, you couldn't you know even I mean? see it in 2012. For, for broader
0: audiences, if it was released in theaters that year, then it was released that year instead of being... Because that right. happens actually quite frequently with movies. They'll get released early. They get them out for the... Yeah, like in December the, the prior festivals. year to go for the festivals or something to be in awards consideration. And then they don't get released in broad U.S. theater markets until the next year, a couple right. months down the line or whatever. So, yeah, that's a
1: situation with Mud. By the way, have you ever seen Mud? So I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never um, watched the full thing. It's, it's been on TV. and I, It's a it, really good Going movie. through this again, The Iceman, another one that says 2012. <laughs> well, it's
0: probably the same situation
1: as Mud. If, I, if
0: it's on this list, it's because I saw it in
1: theaters that year.
0: I don't know. You could be trying to cheat us. I mean, I probably didn't see all of these in theaters.
1: Every listener, I'd like you to please fact check Zach from here on out. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'm sure it's another one of those that was. uh, Uh
0: Aha. The Iceman showed at the 2012 Telluride Film Festival and the 2012 Toronto International Film Festival before receiving a limited release in cinemas in the United States on May 3rd, 2013. That's why it's on my
1: list. All these May releases. (laughs) Both The Iceman and Mud were released like a week apart. Two really good fucking movies, by the way.
0: So. Anyway, I'm going to run through here and just kind of highlight. So, what I did, I actually just sorted my list in terms of the lowest ranked ones all the way up to the highest ranked ones. Let me just talk about some of the lowest ranked ones really quick. We'll do that. We'll cover the highest ranked ones and then we'll talk about some in the middle that I think are just, you know, pretty entertaining movies that aren't really bad and they aren't really good either. Um, The only one on the list with a one-star ranking is Movie 43, and that's the one I was just telling you. It's kind of a spoof comedy movie with really just an all-star cast of actors and actresses, and it's just bad. It's just really bad. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I saw it one time that year, and I will never watch that movie again. It's bad. It's just really bad, so don't see it.
1: (laughs) That's what I have to say about Movie 43. I'm watching it tomorrow. Yeah,
0: if you want to waste two hours, you're going to watch it, but... Um, Broken City, I believe Broken City is the movie with Mark Wahlberg and Russell Crowe. I believe it's kind of like a New York crime drama movie. It was okay. Um, you know, two stars is definitely a pretty low ranking. I don't think I would change anything if I went back and rewatched that movie. It's just not all that great. I think I was expecting a little bit more out of it, to be honest. Um, the movie Parker, that's a Jason Statham action movie. I gave that one two stars. Just. Wasn't really that big of a fan. Jason Statham for all of the really awesome action movies he's been in, he's had a few duds. Definitely throughout his career, I've seen a couple that there was one, and I, I might I might try and look it up while we're having this discussion. That I tried watching and I literally turned it off with like twenty five minutes into the movie. And I don't you're, do you're that hardly ever. Jason Statham, right? Jason Statham, yeah. So
1: speaking of him, while we're on it, while it's on my head. I finally got around to seeing uh, the Megalodon or the Meg, the whatever Meg. it's called.
0: It's awesome, dude! I love it,
1: <laughs> dude. That was one of the most ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah, it's utterly absurd films I've ever seen. One, they catch a massive shark, and then there's an even bigger. Which, going back to our Ocean podcast, which you haven't listened to it. Yes, go back, check out our Ocean. Go podcast. check it out. It's kind of a funny, you know, just fun spitballing podcast. But it goes back to what we said. We've explored like five percent of our. The world's oceans. Mm-hmm. You know, we truly don't... Like, there could be a shark that's that big in the ocean.
0: I used to be absolutely obsessed with the Megalodon when I was a little kid. Just the at the fact that that... Like, a, a shark or just a living thing in the ocean could be that big. It absolutely fascinated and terrified me. So, the movie The Meg is an utterly absurd movie. But if you go into the movie just... Be, just, just with the acceptance of this is going to be an absurd movie. It's going to be a cheesy. And I'm only, movie. yeah, I'm only here for the popcorn action aspect of this movie. Right. You're going to have an enjoyable experience. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was cool. It's I, funny. There's I, good action. I watched
1: in it. it and I was like, you know what? This isn't. It wasn't as bad as I was like. There. I mean, let's it be, could have been really. The CGI bad. wasn't very good for. Yeah. What it was, was not it? bad. Like 2018, 2017 yeah. or eighteen. Yeah, release. I think twenty eighteen maybe. And I'm sitting there, and there's like some really cheesy parts that I'm like. I mean, come on, like... Yeah. Really? Really? But I, kinda, but that movie, I try and throw that out so yeah. that I, you could enjoy the... I like, think
0: there's some movies that come out where they're not intending to be really cheesy. You know, they're trying to make a serious right. movie and it comes off cheesy and therefore it's bad. And then there are movies that come out where they know it's going to be cheesy and ridiculous and they lean into it. And that's a movie that really leans into it, you know? Well, any movie it's with into, Wilson does that. Yeah. It's leaning into the absurdity of what it's trying to do, and therefore it becomes awesome to watch. Which, it's a really fun. Spoiler movie.
1: alert: the way Rain Wilson dies, absolutely fucking hilarious. It is. It is. Just, yeah. just hilarious.
0: If anyone out there hasn't seen The Meg, uh, definitely not a 2013 movie, which is what our discussion is right now. Sorry, but go, you, go you check you it. You were on Jason it's, Statham, so yeah, yeah. no, it relates, While it, it was in my
1: head, I had to get it out there.
0: <laughs> um. The movie R.I.P.D., I gave two stars. Actually, that was on TV one time when I was over here doing a podcast with you. I could see it on TV. It's just not very good. It's got Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jeff Bridges in it. Just not very good. Um, The Counselor, so this one's actually kind of controversial within my own family because I saw this the year it came out. I was super excited to see it. I actually took Taya to see it with me, and she still won't let me live it down to this day because I was hyping it up. I basically dragged her to the theater. It's not a movie that she has any interest in watching ever, but it's written. It's written from a screenplay by Cormac McCarthy, who wrote No Country for Old Men. He wrote, uh, uh, shit. I just read the book <laughs> earlier this year. Uh, he also wrote The Road, um, quite a, quite a few famous things, and directed by Ridley Scott. And starring Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt, Javier Bardem, Cameron Diaz. And it's like a drug war action thriller, you know, set in in kind of like the border of the United States and Mexico. Which is what Cormac McCarthy's niche is. Like that's all he writes about is like drug war, border war stuff. Just really gritty storytelling. And so I was super excited to go see this movie. Like this is an all-star cast, Cormac McCarthy wrote the screenplay it's a short movie and Ridley Scott directed Ridley Scott's done Alien he's done Gladiator guy's a great director I'm like all hyped to go see this movie it's just not good in my opinion it just really really hit the mark or missed the mark I should say so what's it interesting even hit
1: the target
0: <laughs> what's interesting is that since then my brother has seen it and my dad has seen it and they both loved it they love that movie my, my dad, just the other day, was like, have you seen The Counselor? And I'm like, yeah, I have. He goes, I loved it. I, I thought it was a great movie. And I was like, I could not disagree more. I hated it.
1: <laughs> Which is really disappointing. Do you, does that ever happen I mean, to you where
0: you're really amped up to see a movie and you see it and you're like, God, that just was really not good. It yeah, was disappointing.
1: I think one thing that like bugs me about that is a lot of the previews sell the movie. And then that part happens in the movie and you like die laughing hysterically if it's a funny movie or like the action scene mm-hmm. like blows your mind. But the rest of the movie is just like, you sold me on the twenty second clip, mm-hmm. and that twenty second clip was the first in the first minute of the movie. But then the rest, the hour and a half, two hour long movie, just kind of fell apart behind it, and it was like, yeah, it was entertaining in the sense of I don't know what else I'd have done with two hours of my life, but I wasn't like leaving the theater going. I should just go find another theater and watch it again. Right.
0: So just because this was really bothering me, Blood Meridian. Cormac McCarthy's also written or Blood Meridian, and I, I read that earlier this year. Sorry. To go back 10 seconds. That was really bothering me that I couldn't think of the name of that. But yeah, just one of those movies that I was really pumped to see and just was not good. I don't know. It's very disappointing that that movie did not perform better for me. Um, and then I have a bunch listed here at about two and a half stars, which is still not very good. It's not the worst on the list, but it's also just not very good. So that, middle of the road. That list, can, that list includes Snitch, which is a um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock movie. That was pretty cool. Dark Skies is kind of a horror movie about aliens from what I remember. I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember it being kind of like, all right, that was cool. It was interesting. 21 and Over, I think that's one that you've seen on your list. That's a funny it's one. It's pretty good. It's kind of like um, you're seeing Project X.
1: Yeah. Is it's that, was that it's like an adult, adult version called?
0: of Project X, right? The where, where they have the a the big party. party. At the house. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, Project yeah. X, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking of. It's kind of like that. You know, like the kids turning 21. I think what I remember is he's a serious medical student at Stanford or something and he's turning 21 and his friends take him out for a night of drinking and things get out of control. I mean, it's it's entertaining. You right. know, it's it's fine. It's nothing special, but um Dead Man Down. I actually just had to look that up because I totally forgot what this movie was. That's a Colin Farrell and Terrence Howard movie that was kind of a crime drama action movie that was just... I It's pretty unmemorable for me. I don't really remember much that happens in it. I just remember being like, okay, the movie's fine, you know, whatever. Um, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I think the G.I. Joe movies are just really absurd and kind of out there for me. And I just, I don't know. I, I've never been that big of a fan of those movies. They're very entertaining in terms of Visual spectacle and the fights that happen—it's—it's it's cool for just an action kind of blockbuster movie. If you just want to kind of mindlessly watch a action, they're kind of like
1: it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious they're, after yeah, like six, exactly. They're kind of like they're Fast just and so Furious absurd, they're just but you're really like, That's, yeah, you know, like, it's a fun, yeah, you know, thought.
0: The Hangover Part Three, I thought was by far the worst of the trilogy. Yep. I don't know if you agree with that. It was just, it's weird. They kind of made it serious and kind of a crime drama, you know, almost. I remember John Goodman plays like a dangerous gangster in that movie and stuff. And I, I, I mean, don't know. it's it's, it's just, pretty
1: funny. Like I actually just watched that the other day because it was on TV. I haven't seen it in a while, and I do agree that it is one of the or it is the worst. I think it's the worst in the in the three. But my biggest thing with it was I was happy it didn't follow the same. Just the same formula. The same yeah. formula. I mean, I one and two are the pretty it's much the, the same exact thing, yeah. just in a different location, <laughs> a different location with yeah. you know uh, the obscure things happening in that location right, compared right. to this location. Whereas that one kind of had like a different feel to it. I mean, it still kind of does the same thing, and yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I like those movies. They're entertaining. They're fun. They are.
0: I think the first one's definitely my favorite. The second one's not bad, and then the third one I think is by far the first the worst. one's iconic. The first one's iconic. Um, I have Now You See Me on here. I like that movie. It's fine. I just don't really have any interest in rewatching it. I know Taya likes it, and they show it on FX a lot. And we'll be scrolling through the channels, and we'll find it sometimes when we're eating dinner or whatever. But I just, I don't know. They made a, a sequel that I did not see. I just didn't have any interest in it.
1: Wasn't that released last year or the year before 2018?
0: I don't know. It was, I don't think it was that recent, but it was. I thought it was pretty recent, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I never watched it. It, it <laughs> just
1: goes to show that I could care less. Um.
0: After Earth... <laughs> Have you ever seen After Earth? Uh-uh. Okay. After Earth... So I gotta just... Just give me a couple minutes to rant about this movie real quick. So You've i been went, ranting
1: about all your movies.
0: I, I, went, I went to see this. This was down when I was in college still. I was in Crucis. And I went to see this movie with a buddy of mine. And he just straight up passed out during the movie. And was literally snoring about 10 minutes into the movie. It was that uninteresting to him. And I sat there and watched the whole thing... And again, this was I was I was sold one movie and I went in to experience it and it was a different movie altogether. I was sold a cool alien Will Smith movie with Will Smith doing Will Will Smith shit. Yes. Right?
1: Oh, that was the biggest flop in the history of movies. Dude,
0: so and then you go into the movie and Will Smith gets hurt. His character gets hurt in the first like ten minutes and he's Paralyzed or something, and he can't walk, and he has to get his son to leave the crashed spaceship on this. You think it's a it's a foreign planet, and go off and do whatever to save them. So the whole thing is just a Jaden Smith movie. It's a Jaden Smith movie disguised in a Will Smith movie, which is not what I signed up for, and it's just bad. I just did not think. A I don't think Jaden Smith's really that talented of an actor personally. No, he's I also don't like kid actors most of the time. So a whole movie centered around a kid actor, I'm just not very interested in because I just don't think, on average, they're very good. I think there are some really exceptionally There's, good child actors out there, but most of them are just not that good at it.
1: You have <laughs> to like, and this—I don't want to derail us too much, but in terms of that, like, it, ha- it depends on the movie. Like Harry Potter, they're all kid act. I mean, not right. all of them, obviously, but they're all kid actors. Yeah. And. Yeah, the acting. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Is a five star acting," but they tell the story perfect. It's fine. They, yeah, they it does play the job. just it's, perfect. It's
0: not distracting, right? Because it's you're so like, bad. you're like, "Oh my, this, you know is, what I mean? this yeah. is
1: terrible." Like it, it works. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like James. I mean, even him in the Karate Kid with uh, yeah. Jackie Chan. I'm like, this is just terrible.
0: Yeah, like. I just I don't know. I'm not a fan. And so what I what else I was going to get to. So basically, my experience seeing that movie was. My buddy literally passed out because it was so boring, and I sat there and was disappointed that the the entire movie that it was not Will Smith doing all of this stuff, and it was his son doing it. Just not a good movie. And the other day, I'm listening to another podcast, and I guess this guy was reading a book that someone had written recently about sort of the history of Hollywood over the last ten years or so, and the guy was mainly covering the influence of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the greater landscape of Hollywood, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I guess there was a story in there about After Earth. And apparently, apparently, Will Smith was betting so hard on After Earth that there were plans to... And just bear with me here for a second. This is almost unbelievable. There were plans to make not only the first After Earth, but turn it into an entire saga. Kind of like Star Wars or something like that. Or Harry Potter. And... Not only were they going to have a saga of movies, so who knows, eight, nine movies, is, I don't know how many they planned, a right. lot. They wanted to have a theme park. They wanted to have After Earth merchandise, including After Earth colognes. I swear to God, you can, like, whoever's out there, you can look this up. I'm pretty sure there's a story about it in some new book that's been written about Hollywood. I, I couldn't tell you the name of the book or who wrote it, but I was, I was hearing this on a podcast the other day, and it is just comical. Looking back on it now here in 2020 to imagine that in 2013 they actually thought After Earth was going to be as big as Star Wars or Harry Potter or something like that. Because it was a huge flop. This was just a bad movie. And I just, hearing that I was, I was literally in awe that they thought it was going to be that big. That they wanted to have an After Earth theme park or like an After Earth world similar to how they have Harry Potter world. You know what I mean? At Universal Studios. And it's just like you don't realize how popular your story has to be for you to have your own theme park. Like Harry Potter and Star Wars are the only two that get that pretty much. And Jurassic Park, basically. I don't know what else has them, but it's about it. Did you have something to say? You look like you want to say something.
1: So, as I said earlier, I said I want to calculate how long you spent in a movie theater. Oh, okay. (laughs) After searching the movie times... For 52 movies, I have found out how much time you spent in the movie theater.
0: Wait, 50? I only saw 50. For 50. Sorry. I mean, yeah.
1: When I highlighted just long day on the spreadsheet, if you know what I mean. You spent 100. And, and some of these times are rounded up and some are rounded down. And this is just movie time. This isn't okay. the time that you actually were sitting there watching a preview the or, or whatever. And, so this is yeah. just straight movie time. Okay, hit me with it. You spent 100. And 100 hours and 15 minutes, you know, rounded time, watching just the movie, which is 4, 4.18 days of the year. You spent sitting in a, well, like I said, you probably spent five days, maybe a little more into the, the yeah. sixth day, in the theater. Yep. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: Proud of it. I'd do it again.
1: So that except means, except for maybe not with after. Earth. I mean, on average, you know, every movie you saw was averaged around two hours, which is pretty much the movie standard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my life, man. I so like yeah, movies. that's what I wanted to say. I will say, <laughs> got it accomplished.
0: I think as we as we go along this series of podcasts, I want to say 2013 was the year where I saw the most movies. Fifty, I think, is the most I saw in a single year. So. But I think most of them, most years I see about forty movies in a, in a regular movie year, in terms of theatrical releases. And some of these two I probably saw in Redbox or whatever. But
1: yeah, mine's I mean, maybe ten in the theater, and that's like yeah. high side. Yeah, 10, yeah. You know, if there's ten movies that interest me enough, and you ask me to go, because like I don't go to movie theater with anybody else. I mean, right. maybe I'll go watch like the Star Wars with my dad. But
0: right. That's it. Unless
1: like you ask me to go then You're I just, just not don't gonna go. go. Yeah. Wasn't there a Star Wars release in 2013? Or was it 2014?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think one was in 2013. Because that definitely would have made the list. I was going to say... I think the the I, the nearest one, Force Awakens, was like 2015. I don't know. You could check me on that. I think it came out in 2015. Check. Um, yeah,
1: 20, okay. I yeah. knew it was like an odd number in the 20-somethings, and I just couldn't remember if it yeah. was...
0: I will say, just kind of working my way through the list here, and just because I'm just finding movies to talk about. Because So these are all the ones that I thought were just not very good to like maybe semi-okay. I did not like the Ender's Game movie when I saw it. And I will say in hindsight, I think I think about that movie differently now. Because I actually just read Ender's Game at the end of last year, beginning of this year. And I actually read four books in that series. It's not the complete series. He's written a whole bunch of books. But I've read the first four in the Ender's Game series. And Ender's Game, the book, is fantastic. It's a really, really, really good book. The movie, I just didn't think captured the essence of the book that well. And I remember having a very heated debate with a couple of friends of mine after we went and saw that movie. Um, but I think the, I was missing the point. A big point of that story is the morality behind what Ender was kind of forced to do. Without knowing. Without knowing. You I know? like that movie. And I, I think I understand more of the nuances of that now that I've read the book. I just didn't get it at the time when I had seen the movie. But the movie's fine. In terms of a sci-fi action movie, it's fine. I, I mean, just don't think it's anything special.
1: No, I don't think it jumps off the, the screen at you. And and it's one of those, it's like a must-see. But kind of like you said, that's one of those movies I kind of analyze. And I go, they make it seem like this dude's just playing a video game, like simulating. Right. These. And I, when we talk about these movies, if you haven't seen them, tough shit. It's seven years ago, so I was gonna There's say no I spoiler guess alerts should. here. Or,
0: we didn't do that on our movie franchise bracket podcast either. I think we just went straight in. So I, you know, come at your own peril if you're going to listen to this and you haven't seen. These well, movies, I mean, I'm I sorry.
1: think the more we talk about it, the more people would probably want to watch it because right. it kind of. Get, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole plot.
0: Exactly. We're not in here going. Here's what happens in Ender's Game. We're just talking all right, about time what to we break thought. down yeah. all
1: 50 movies yeah. from minute one to yeah. minute end. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, like you said, the morality of it is he wipes out an entire civilization. Yeah.
0: And he didn't know he was doing it. And he didn't know yeah. he was
1: doing it, but like I, when I say the higher ups, I guess in terms of like the military, his commanding officers knew he was doing it. Right. People knew he was wiping out an a entire kid. Yeah. civilization genocide basically. Right. But I mean if you think about it, if you and I'm I'm not trying to talk about earth or anything because the morality is you should never kill anybody, obviously. But if we're in a war with, you know, like starship troopers. They're in the war with the bugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're in a war with an alien species and there's no way that you could like have peace talks. Yeah. Why why is there a moral issue of wiping out a civilization? Now And that's say, kind of, saying saying yeah. that people go, Oh, you're you know, you're fucked up for thinking you could just kill an entire civilization, I go, mm-hmm. but You have to look at the other side, too. That entire civilization wants to kill you. And has tried. And has tried. That's where... So that's... I'm glad you're saying this
0: because I remember having a very heated discussion with my friends after we left the theater because they were like, that was fucked up that he did that. And I was like, kind of defending the decision, but just basically saying... In that story, an alien race has already been to Earth at some point in the past before Ender was alive and attacked humanity and damn near almost wiped all of us out. Right. We barely were able to fight them off. And so what ends up happening, spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen or read Ender's
1: game,
0: <laughs> they trick him into basically wiping out that entire alien race's civilization with this advanced military force because he has this brilliant mind, right. this brilliant military mind or whatever. And he feels, obviously, terrible because he's committed, they call it xenocide. It's, it's a made-up word for it. Right. Of, of killing space whole, genocide. Yes, it's space genocide. And I was basically defending it saying, okay, so the, the real key is that, and and you get this, and why, why I was saying that I have a little bit more nuanced view of it now that I've read the book, is in the book, and especially in the later books as you go on, you begin to understand that, Ender gets an eventual kind of a telepathic connection with like the queen. They're because they're kind of like bugs almost right. with like the to queen find out bug. Her. And he he understands her all of her thoughts and desires and all of that kind of stuff. And they think as a hive mind, so he understands like the whole race. And once that happens, you understand that he knows. They actually didn't want to fight the humans anymore. I think the, I forget exactly what happened. The initial reason they attacked us was f- like they, once they attacked us and got beat back, they had no plans of ever attacking us right. again. But until he had that connection, you know, for just, if you're just humans looking at the lay of the land and the history of the battles, you go, well, what's to stop them from coming back and wiping us out this time? So now we have to preemptively
1: right, go take preemptive them strike.
0: out. But, that's that's the morality. So that's where all of the the nuance comes in is like, yeah, you can't really blame the adults in that movie and the military generals for going, "We have this kid who is a military genius and we can use him to our advantage to wipe this alien race out once and End for a all war. and they never pose a threat to us again." But also simultaneously they didn't know that that alien race actually had zero plans to ever come back and attack us again in the future. You know what I mean? And he doesn't get that until later either. he doesn't mean, understand that until later either. So I think... It's a cool moral conundrum that the story proposes. Right.
1: And, and I'm glad they did it in terms of fighting an alien race. Right. Because, I mean, if you, if you bring that back to Earth and you sit there and you go, you know, like... Say you, say you were in a war... You sit there and you go. I gotta wait for them to shoot at me first. Yeah, no, one no, wants no. To no. Do you're that. not morally obligated for right. for them to attempt to kill you first. I mean, when when think about it, if you go to war, the object isn't to just you know. Sure, there's different types of war, but if if there's a boots on the ground, you know, firefight war, you're not just there to like high five each other and yeah. play by the rules. You and know, stuff. put yeah. some lead into a building. You're you're there to eliminate the threat to win yeah. and and win the battle and and stop foreseeable attacks. Yeah. So, for me, the moral obligation is to protect not only yourself, but, you know, like, in an Ender's game, his moral obligation is to protect Earth, Mm -hmm. to protect a human race. You know, I get that there's that, well, you shouldn't have killed them all, but, okay, she says they don't want to attack, they never wanted to attack again, but as soon as you put your guard down, boom, you get attacked. Right, right. So, you know, you can't sit there and go, it's, like, a moral thing, because... You don't know, like aliens might not have morals. Exactly. Humans don't have morals. Let's be real. We say we have our own morals, and we really don't. Yeah. We we go back on them all the time. We're like, well,
0: and we all have different morals. Right. Big problem. So
1: it's you know, for someone, you know, like the military leaders in the movie, their moral obligations to the human race and protecting the human race. Exactly. They're they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Now, could it have been morally? Better for them to tell Ender what he was doing before he did it. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time he could have stopped them from doing
0: it. Or been like, I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. And just refused. So and another part of it too is in the final attack, he explains to them afterwards, once they tell him that this was all real and he was flying with real spacecraft that were piloted by real people. He goes, Well, I if I didn't know if I knew this was not a game, I wouldn't have done right, it. Right, because like he that. risked people's lives. See, he, he put a bunch of those ships in peril. To use a strategic move to t- ultimately take right. out that enemy, because he thought it was a game. He thought it was a simulation. Right, so he, so you know? he
1: kills humans.
0: Yeah, thinking that they're just you know computers. They're just ones right. and zeros. But it turns out they're real people and real ships. And so there's that part of it, and the fact that like, oh my god, I just literally wiped out an entire race of sentient beings. <laughs> you know. I mean, so I don't know. That's a. It's a very cool. I I would highly recommend anyone out there to read Ender's Game. It's actually a really short book, the first one, and it's really good. The sequels get way beyond what happens in Ender's Game. It gets kind of weird and very, very sci-fi stuff, but they're really cool. Um, I
1: mean, it's a nice short movie. I think it's about two hours. I can actually yeah. check that for you as I have that on the list. All right.
0: I might go back and actually rewatch that movie now that I've read the book because I think, you know, as I said before, that little sidebar on Ender's Game, I think I have a, a better appreciation of that story now that I've read the book, which is probably a good rule to live by in terms of most movies that are adapted from prior stories, you know, that have been books prior or short stories or something like that. It's probably nice to go back to the source material and experience that. You know, like everyone says,
1: the book's always better than the movie. And I'm like, well, of course, because like, as we were talking before this, you know, had Lord of the Rings been put into a movie, it would have been a nine to 12 hour long movie per Per movie. Yeah. So you'd be sitting there for over a day to just watch three movies. day and a half to watch three movies. You know, like, of there's course, there's more detail. so
0: much depth and detail. You, you just have to, to a do a, a lot book. more yeah. work.
1: Yeah. Be lazy, sit on your ass, watch the movie.
0: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like being lazy and I like watching movies and experiencing the story in a visual medium. But I also really like reading books, too. I mean, have
1: you ever read a book and ate popcorn and slurped down a Coke? I can't say I have. Exactly.
0: <laughs> With your legs kicked up back... I do kick up my legs when I read, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not slurping down a coke and eating popcorn ever. But, um, yeah, I'm. I'll I'll skip over a bunch of these movies that have like two and a half. Three yeah, let's stars. get to your
1: four star movies.
0: Let's get to like yeah, the four star movies that I thought were pretty good. So, have you ever seen Warm Bodies or heard of Warm Bodies?
1: Was it? Isn't that kind of a. Uh, uh... Is that a, a vampire movie?
0: It's zombies. But I think you're probably th- I think you probably seen, I think I've
1: seen it or seen parts seen, of it. Yeah,
0: parts of it or maybe the trailer or something. Yeah. I think it's based on a book. I've never read the book, but I thought the movie was actually pretty heartwarming. It's kind of a zombie movie that's kind of an action and a comedy and it's basically about you know, humans surviving a zombie apocalypse and then the zombies one of the zombies is actually like one of the main characters and essentially what happens is he starts to feel again and have emotions again like a human being and he starts to transform back from being a zombie to being a person
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the whole thing is trying to convince the other humans that he's no longer a threat and he's turning back into a human right. and yada yada. It's actually kind of a cool idea for a zombie. It's a cool spin on the the zombie uh, genre. The Evil Dead remake... Which I'm sure you have not seen because you hate scary movies. That's been well documented on here on the Just Browsing podcast. But the Evil Dead remake I thought was pretty badass and pretty scary. Um, Taya, I, I watched that with her. She was into it all the way up until about the last five minutes. And then she now hates that movie because of what <laughs> happened in the last five minutes. And
1: I, I can kind can of understand what of she's talking five about. Because I won't
0: watch it. Well, basically the only thing... It just gets really out there in the last about 10 minutes of the movie but it's kind of weird to say that because the whole movie's really out there right. it's basically classic cabin in the woods scary movie and they read this book that you know unleashes some sort of dark evil spirit or whatever and shit starts happening and the one chick gets possessed and then a bunch of crazy shit happens it's, it's always the cool. women that get
1: possessed
0: <laughs> it, it, it does seem like that huh um, it, it's a good movie it's a good scary movie I'm, I'm a big fan of it so if you haven't seen that one check it out actually I should have rewatched that um, this in, in October for our scary movies we ended up watching not as, didn't? not as many scary movies as we wanted to watch but this is one that I kind of forget about all the time Well,
1: what were you doing movies.
0: well I was watching Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix that took ah. up some time um, so another four star movie I have on here is Mud with Matthew McConaughey great movie big fan of that man of steel the obviously the introduction of superman the new superman into the dc universe probably
1: like the best dc it's a good movie DC i like movie. i like man
0: of steel a lot it's a good movie um, this is the end, which is the comedy movie with Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen and James Franco and Craig Robinson. Emma
1: Watson's in that movie. Danny
0: McBride is in that movie. It's a lot of a, big names are in A lot movie. of big movies. There's also a bunch of great cameos, like Rihanna has a cameo and a, some other... I think Paul Rudd has a cameo in the yeah. very beginning. Uh, that definitely was one of those... That's a funny movie. That was I like definitely
1: that one, one of those funny movies that you were like, this is like absurdly ridiculous. Yeah. But they. it was just like a lively, funny movie. Yeah, and, and
0: they're... It's it's basically an excuse for those f- that group of funny comedic kind of stoner comedy Just get actors and film a movie. to get high and make a movie together. That's exactly what that movie is and it's it turned out really good. It was a really it, funny movie. It was movie. a funny movie. Um World War Z was a four-star movie. I thought World War Z so was badass. I liked that movie. I thought me.
1: it was a phenomenal movie which is it's kind of funny, you know, okay, it's not funny we're in a pandemic, but it's funny that so, so this is, and this, this might derail into a conversation that we probably don't want to have, but,
0: you know. I'll pull us back if you get too far.
1: Well, I mean, think about it. The virus that we're, the COVID-19, people are worried mm-hmm. that it's going to kill off the population. It's a virus. It needs a body to survive in. Mm-hmm. The human race and some animals have said is what they've found it to survive in. So it'd be, the virus would be stupid to kill off all humans because then it would kill off itself in turn. Right? If you kill off all your hosts, you kill yourself. You know. And so like watching that movie, it kind of brings me back into it because they're all healthy humans. They're not infected with whatever yeah. it was that made them zombies. But then, and spoiler alert. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm just going to make a noise every time we yeah, say spoiler alert. Yeah, there you go. Alert. People just a have time random to noise. pause or fast forward or something. Um Brad Pitt injects himself with, I think it was cancer. It was it was some some sort of infectious disease. Some sort of it, it was it was something yeah. that the zombies realized, oh, it's a sick yeah. host. We don't want to attack that. Yeah. Which it kind of made me think like, that's like really kind of how I mean, not necessarily like per the book, how it happens, but it kinda is. As soon as he injected himself with that, he could walk amongst the zombies Yeah. and they didn't want to attack him because he was sick. It wasn't what they were looking for. It yeah. wasn't the right host.
0: Yeah, so for anyone out there who hasn't seen World War Z, what Matt is talking about is basically Brad Pitt, you know, his main character of the movie, he ends up discovering in this zombie apocalypse that the zombie virus is looking for only healthy hosts. So people who are sick with cancer or Alzheimer's or whatever, some sort of a
1: infectious disease or
0: something that's going to kill them eventually, the zombies will literally just walk around them like they're not even there because they're looking for a healthy, like they can sniff out a healthy host. And if you're infected with something like this, they're going to ignore you. So that ends up kind of being the saving grace of, they're going to their plan is to just infect everyone right. who's still a human with some sort of a virus that we have the cure to so that the, the zombies, zombies will basically right. ignore those humans and kill everyone else you know what i mean and we can kind of stop the spread of the zombie virus it's a cool movie now and one thing i'd like to add about world war z i've never read the book i want to read the book but i've heard that the movie is wildly different from the book apparently the book is laid out it's told from a bunch of different characters' perspectives. Like I think each chapter is some different character. And essentially what it is, is everyone is reminiscing on the zombie war. So it'll be a story from some survivor of a battle that happened in London, or whatever, or a right. general saying, here's what happened here. So it's all done after the fact, and they're going, here's what was happening during the zombie war, and here's what my experience was in it. And apparently it's a really cool way to tell the story, but obviously the movie is nothing like right. that. But... The movie still is really awesome. It's just Brad Pitt in an action zombie movie that's got a big budget. It's a badass movie. I liked it a lot.
1: So now going to a different subject. Okay. If the world's ever in a zombie apocalypse, you know, obviously people are going to be terrified of zombies. Right. But there's the zombies that some shows or movies show is they're just like walking with like a limp yeah. and they're like... Walking dead zombies. Right. Yeah. And and you're like, this isn't terrible. Like We could kill all of them with ease. Yeah. And then there's like the World War Z zombies where they become like. Really fast. Really fast. They can jump. They're strong. They're like crazy zombies. Insane stamina. Like you couldn't
0: outrun one.
1: Like if we ever get to a zombie apocalypse and they're like World War Z zombies, just let me become a zombie. Yeah, it's a dude. It's over. And fucking be able to say I can run fast. Yeah. Because you're not going to survive.
0: There's no way. I think the only way you'd be able to avoid it is somehow do like they did in the movie and get on a helicopter out to a, a boat in or a ship in the middle of the ocean. Right. That'd be the only way. Until the way.
1: zombies find out how to swim. <laughs> I was going to say... commandeer a helicopter or something.
0: Because they never do show them swimming in the movie, so I'm just presuming that they can't swim. So, But if you're in the middle of the ocean, you're probably all right, as long as no one there on the ship has the virus. Or... But, yeah, those zombies in World War Z are straight-up
1: terrifying. Forgetting about other terrifying zombies... The zombies in um, – oh, I can't the Will Smith movie. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah, Those zombies are terrifying. Terrifying. Now, I get they're scared of the – like they die in the light or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they're fast. They're strong. They're, they're like – They're pretty smart too. They're smart. Yeah. I mean – yeah, Maybe. give me if it's gonna be give a zombie apocalypse. Zombies. Give
0: me the Walking Dead zombies. Because then you can just day. you can like yeah. walk
1: your dog outside like normally. You have like a machete in your hand and you're safe. Yeah, a bat
0: or something. You no know, yeah. but
1: you see like World War Z zombies or or um, I Am Legend I am zombies. Legend, Dear yeah. Lord, I can't think of that. it's over. It's over. And you're just like, well, yeah. I guess I'll be if a one of those things. Today. If like
0: a horde of those things is sprinting at you, you're fucked. It's
1: over. Oh yeah, there's nothing. You can <laughs> just, especially because they have like this, these. Like, zombies just become invincible. Yeah. You could, like, cut their head off and they still run at you. And you're like... Yeah, it's a joke. I it's can't over. be infected, can I? And then they, like, grow teeth and bite you. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so All right, yeah, he's getting back. World War Z,
0: great movie. Um, have you ever seen The Heat? I have. God, what a funny movie. Because that's
1: what Sandra Bullock and... Yeah, uh,
0: and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah where they play hilarious. police officers in Boston. Fucking hilarious movie. One of my favorite comedies ever, actually.
1: Pacific ah, Rim... You. <laughs> yeah, are you
0: not what am I not. speaking fucking Russian here <laughs> are you or are you not a <laughs> knack <laughs> alright that was our little heat plug sorry you gotta do great a Boston movie. you gotta do it's a Boston accent when you're talking movie. about that movie um, Pacific Rim let me just take a couple seconds to gush about Pacific Rim because that movie's fucking awesome I haven't seen it <clears throat> you should see it
1: so basically you know any I've seen I've seen parts I see that they get into massive giant robots and go fight yes
0: in the ocean. so any ten-year-old boy, if you were to tell a ten-year-old boy, "Hey, there's going to be a movie with giant robots fighting giant monsters," they'd be like, "Fuck yes!" I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't say that because they're ten. Some ten-year-olds probably uh, would I say be that. Slapped if they say <laughs> it. but they'd be stoked. They'd be like, "That sounds like the best movie plot ever!" And guess what? It is. I was, I don't know, twenty when I saw it, and I still thought it was one of the best. Like oh, little kid in the candy
1: shop. It eyes. was
0: awesome, dude. So, Guillermo del Toro directed the movie he directed those first two Hellboy movies I'm sure you've seen those it's awesome dude there's nothing more you need to know other than a portal opens up at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean demons or basically giant monsters from another dimension come through called Kaiju I think they call them Kaiju and just start wreaking havoc on the cities of the world and in response humans build giant robots that can shoot missiles and can punch these monsters and they just battle these monsters it's fucking dope I cannot say enough good things about Pacific Rim.
1: Yeah, but if I'm going to watch giant robot movies, I'm going to watch Transformers.
0: Yeah, I admit Transformers is great, but you should do yourself a favor and watch Pacific Rim. I mean, I've the seen sequel, parts, but I just the sequel is not nearly as good. It's it's I don't know. It just lacks a lot of the style and substance that the first one has, but it's pretty cool if you want to watch a cool blockbuster. Um, the Wolverine. So, I think the second solo Wolverine movie that Hugh Jackman did, this is the one where he's in Japan.
1: Right, because it would be Wolverine Origins yeah. would be first.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of this Wolverine movie. It's not as good as Logan, which is like one of my favorite movies ever, but List it's still pretty pretty awesome. Um, Elysium, have you ever heard of or seen Elysium?
1: That's with uh, Matthew Damon, right? Yes. And he's got like that. Pack on his back yeah. like the skeletal you're kind of like in call of
0: duty the exo suit almost right He's got like an exo suit yeah it's i've seen it i didn't cool. like
1: it very much though I, I couldn't really get too much behind the story i feel like yeah, it's because
0: it's a little bit of a mess story yeah. wise um have you ever seen district nine yes so the same director did district nine and district nine was like a huge hit everyone loved right. it right and I think he was kind of going for the same thing with Elysium. And he just missed the mark just a little bit. I enjoyed it in terms of like a cool... I'm a like sucker a for sci-fi stuff. Right. It's like a cool action sci-fi movie. And, you know, give me all of the Matt Damon in space doing cool shit stuff that you can give me. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It just it's, it's slightly misses the mark. Which is why I gave it four stars instead of something higher. Right. I, thought it, I thought it was really solid. It's very entertaining. But it's, it's not great.
1: Right. For your value, it was a good entertainment. What you should yeah. do, too, on your spreadsheet is put what? The critics
0: have uh, Star yeah.
1: So we can compare and be like, yeah. Zach has a five star, whereas the critics, this was like a 2.1 star. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll have to pull in either IMDB ratings or Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. And we'll, we'll do that. Or then. all of them. Da-na-na, um, da-na-na. We're the Millers. Great movie. One great, of my Great comedy. One of
1: my favorite comedy Just movies. Just a great comedy. It's...
0: Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I don't know the name of the... The actors and actresses who play the kids, but um, yeah. funny, um movie. Really oh, funny movie. Really funny movie. It's it also new. got Ed Helms in it. Yes. Ed Helms plays the drug boss, Jason Sudeikis is drug boss. That's just a funny movie. Um Insidious <laughs> Chapter Two.
1: Great. No, we're gonna go back to where the Millers. Oh, Fucking insidious. No,
0: you just said on a recording that Insidious Chapter Two is a great movie. No, <laughs>
1: Insidious Chapter Two. I have seen. That is one that I've seen. And I we forgot we, to say that on the list. We covered
0: this in our Halloween movie podcast. Which another shameless plug for another one of our podcasts. If you haven't heard that one, please go listen to it. Insidious Chapter Two. One of my all-time favorite horror movies. Just a great movie. One of I the worst movies. I ever won't talk more about it here. <laughs> the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, is. The second in the Hunger Games series and is personally my favorite of the four that they made. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: I, li- I like so I like all the Hunger Games. Yeah, I think I do too. I like. I all think of them. the ones that tell the story are usually going to be my favorite. Just because, like the hunger, the initial the Hunger Games was great. Yeah, I mean the way, like I mean one to think that you have that different idea, districts that concept where really you have cool. kids that go fight to the death. To fight to the death. Yeah pretty hard as a game for rich yeah. people
0: to just watch and be entertained by it. yeah it's, and, it's and y-
1: you can literally like dev- technologically develop monsters or like objects to put in there and like fuck with them i mean it's just the idea behind it was just a great idea yeah so i love the first one catching fire was definitely great but i almost felt like this could have been like a one and done type of movie yeah like fair I, enough You know, watching all of them, you go, oh, okay. You know, they raise up, rise up against this tyrannical government Mm -hmm. and everything. And I mean, the story at least flows good. Yeah. But oh, that first one, I think is just it just tells such a good story that you're like, wow. Like, I imagine if me and you were standing there and they like selected one of our numbers. Yeah. And only one could survive. So, like, me and you, we try and kill everybody else, and then we go after to kill each other.
0: Yeah, it fucking suck, man.
1: <laughs> you would die. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That's why it'd suck. <laughs> no, but, like, could you, I mean, just, like, the thought of that. Like, who thinks...
0: Yeah, it's it's hardcore. I mean,
1: who thinks to put kids in to kill each other for right. rich people's, like, and pleasure? The whole, and the whole thing
0: was... Whoever, wh- whatever kid from that district wins, that district then gets food, right? Right, because they like basically the capital, which is where this tyrannical government is headquartered, they have all the food and all the riches and all the resources, and all the other districts just basically have to fight for scraps. So They all do that like different things in the district. Yeah, they
1: like work. They like, it's like that. Uh, what's some that other? Some of them other... are
0: miners, and some of them are.
1: What's that other series? Divergent. Divergent. It's about? pretty yeah. much like I feel like Divergent took. I don't know which one was first, but I feel yeah. like Divergent took from. The I Games. I totally agree. Divergent is kind like, of like a knockoff Hunger Games. To you, me. you 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 like get raised and then they put you into a yeah. specific thing based on tests or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, <sighs> dude.
0: I agree with you though that they could have made Hunger Games just a knockoff, a, a one off movie yeah. and have it been really badass, which I think. To talk about another movie that did not come out... Well, that might have come out this year. It's not on my list, but The Purge. I think if they just made one Purge and They've just left it at that...
1: far with yeah,
0: I think it would have been pretty awesome. But that being said, The Hunger Games is based on a series of books. Right. So they had... It's not like they were just going, Oh, well, we made this really cool movie and it made a lot of money, so let's just make a bunch of sequels right. for no reason. No, no. And, and I get that. There it's was just, a story to tell. It's definitely one of those
1: movies that you... The story could end after the first movie, and you wouldn't. I mean, sure, you're you're gonna miss out because there's books, but you wouldn't really miss out. Yeah, like you got the idea of yeah of what it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, another one I have on here that's four stars is Anchorman Two. Have you seen that
1: one? Dude, fucking hilarious! It's
0: funny. It's funny. I was most of the time when they make long anticipated sequels to really classic comedies, they're not very good. This one I thought the, was pretty good. The group
1: of guys in in these the Anchorman movies too is just. They're just hilarious together. They're if, pretty if you, great. If you, have, if you haven't already, go look at the gag reels on it. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah. When you get those kind of like funny guys together, it's so hard to keep a straight <laughs> face sometimes. I think, and I'd die laughing watching the gag reel for that. I I've think, watched it like a hundred times. It's just that funny.
0: That would be one of the most fun jobs to do in Hollywood is be a comedic actor like that. And then just get on set. And a lot of it, especially with the directors and in, in like encouraging improv... How fun would that be? It's just well, I mean, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Ferrell, and like Paul a Rudd, lot of his and movies. um, shit. Who else is in that? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. And What's the other guy who plays um, the the sportscaster? The sports guy. Do you know his name? I can't, I can't remember, remember his, his name. name off he's the top of fucking of
1: my great. Head. I'll go. I'll go. I'll look it up. Real
0: but quick. yeah, just a really and and Anchorman Two is just filled with a bunch of pretty great cameos too by celebrities. Like I think Drake has a cameo at the very beginning of the movie. If you remember. well, and
1: all the newscasters isn't. Um, Vince Vaughn is. Oh in there, yeah, and the, and in the first
0: one where they do right, and don't li- they come yeah.
1: back and fight again in th- Aquaman? Oh, two. I think they do. I and, haven't uh, seen this movie
0: in a long time. It's pretty great. I though. think
1: they come in and, and fight. I think you're right. They fight uh, again multiple times. Like, so or here's something. here's the cast list real quick. Just, just yeah, the hit, main hit people. You have uh, Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate, Paul Rudd, David Cochner. I think that's how you say his name. So is that the guy? He's the sports announcer. I right? believe so. Steve yeah. Carell, Kristen Wiig, James oh, yeah, Marsden. Dylan Baker, Megan Good, Harrison Ford, oh, yeah, I Greg Kinner, Josh movie. Lawson, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, Nicole Kidman, yep. Fred Willard, Chris Parnell, Fred are missing, Jim Carrey's in it, Sasha Baron-Cohen's oh, in God. it, Drake, Kristen Dunst, uh, Tina Fey, Will Smith, Liam Neeson, Amy Poehler, <laughs> John C. Riley, Kanye West, Billy Joe Armstrong, Mike Dern, Trey Cool, Jason White, and Lewis Hamilton. That's like... Wow. The main list of people that are in there.
0: What a stacked cast, so, like, That's so funny. Ugh, They're good. That's just a great movie. They're good. Um, they need
1: to stop, though, before yeah. they push it to that point where it's like... Yeah. You had it, and now you just kind And now kind you of lost of it. Now you've ruined it. Fucked yeah.
0: up. Um, another one I have in here... So this is the last of the four stars before we get four and a half and up. Prisoners. You ever seen Prisoners? Yes.
1: That's with um, Jake Gyllenhaal and... Hugh Jackman, yes. and that's where Hugh Jackman's daughter and her friend yes. go missing. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal is the investigator. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a really it dark movie and a
0: very intense movie, but it's very good. Yeah. Very good.
1: I thought it was a scary movie at first, and then I realized yeah. it's more like a... I guess you could say it's a scary movie, but it's more of a... It's more um, like suspense. A, a suspense for yeah, like a, a thriller. Yeah. 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 And, that's uh, a good
0: That's a good movie. I like that movie. Filled with just really good acting performances. The directing's really good. Creepy score throughout the whole t- whole thing. Oh. Dude, it's- Plus the storyline's really dark, too. It's just a dark storyline. Um, here we go, ladies and gents. This is uh, into the four and a half and five star territory. So I have Star Trek Into Darkness at four and a half stars. So that's the sequel to the J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Wars Um and that was where they brought in Benedict Cumberbatch to you play...
1: Star Trek, not Star Wars. Oh, did
0: I say Star Wars? Sorry. Star Trek. This Star dude Trek. doesn't
1: even know his own favorite movies.
0: <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness. Credibility
1: out the window. Well,
0: I think maybe I got confused because J.J. Abrams also did the reboot, right, Star did the reboot of that Star Wars movies. That motherfucker gets to do everything. Um, yeah, anyway, so... This, Damn
1: you successful people.
0: <laughs> the, the sequel to the J.J. Abrams reboot of the Star Trek franchise... This one brought in Ken, Benedict Cumberbatch to play. Was it Khan? Is his name? Is the bad guy's name? Have you seen this one?
1: I've seen it, but I don't care about Star Trek, so this was one of those. It's movies. fucking cool. though. It was I, on, and I was. I was like, I was watching it, but I. Yeah. I didn't care, so I didn't pay I'm, attention. I'm and, definitely
0: not as invested in Star Trek as I am in Star Wars, but man, this is a good movie. I, think, I really enjoyed it. I
1: think I was pushed away from Star Trek in. You could ask my mom this anytime. She, you know, because when they were growing up, Star Trek was the show. Yeah. You know, it's a huge uh, popular And she series. she got so sick of watching Star Trek when she was a kid and growing yeah. up that she, I don't think I've ever seen Star Trek on at either of my grandparents' houses or my parents' house. Yeah. And so I just never got into it and I just right. could care less because yeah. I, I grew up in like a Star Wars household right. where I watched that. And That's how I
0: am. Yeah. I was always, it was always Star Wars. Star Trek
1: right. was like, a secondary space. You know, it's kind of funny because I think Star Trek came out before Star Wars. I think it Wars, did, yeah. Star Trek's history goes way back, yeah. And then Star Wars came out and Star Trek, I wouldn't say it became like a second tier. It was definitely still a top tier show and movie. Yeah. But when Star Wars came out, Star Wars Star definitely Wars took over, took yeah. over and, and jumped into that top spot. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I never got into Star Trek. I don't think I will. I mean, I might watch the movies, but I'm I'm not, I like, would, invested in... Yeah, in I, I would recommend
0: checking out the reboots, the J.J. Abrams ones. They're good. Especially the first two. So, Star Wars and then... Or, <laughs> I did it again. Star <laughs> Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness are both really good. And then the third one they made, I forget exactly what the title is, but it wasn't nearly as good. And I think they're still planning on making some more, but... Um, I really enjoyed enjoyed the first two, and that's that's coming from someone who, like I said, I'm not really a Star Trek person, but I think I it's more them.
1: of the theatrical aspect. Yeah, they're just really entertaining. There's a lot
0: going on. It's cool space action stuff. Um, I have on here four and a half stars for the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's just a really underrated movie, in my opinion. Just kind of a, I guess, a personal drama. You know, of a guy kind of having a life crisis and kind of. Going on a personal journey to discover who he is and all this kind of stuff. Really cool movie. It Walter Mitty basically. Um, so it's Ben Stiller plays Walter Mitty. He works at a, he works at Time Magazine doing like ph- the photography for them, or he he develops the photos that the Time photographers will take like in the wild right. and stuff. And he is constantly like daydreaming, and he is not satisfied with his life, not satisfied with his job. And then they're supposed to put... So Time Magazine in the movies going out of business. And they're having like one last issue where they're supposed to put this one photo from this wildlife photographer on the cover of Time for their last issue. And he misplaces the photo. And so he's in all this trouble. He has to find the photo. And so what he does is he goes on this globe-trotting adventure to go find the wildlife photographer in some random country somewhere out in the wilderness taking pictures. Right. And he goes on this... Throughout the whole thing, he goes on this personal journey to kind of discover who he is and what he wants to do and stuff. It's just a really, it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my little plug for. I don't Secret think Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I don't
1: think I've seen the full thing. I think I lost interest in it because I don't know. I think I've like, like I guess I started it and then I was just kind of like yeah. Yeah. There's other I, things on. Or I something. wouldn't highly
0: recommend it to people, but I think it's underrated. I think it's okay. an enjoyable movie. It's it's uh, you know I. Every once in a while, I don't watch those type of movies a lot, but every once in a while, I'm a sucker for the really intense, like, personal drama movies where right. someone's going through something and they're really having to come to grips with their place you in know the what universe and stuff. movie
1: like and, that, for me, is, like, the best that I don't know if people will be able to top is Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. And I know we're talking That's about 2013 movie. movies here, but in terms yeah. of movies, like like you said, that are personal, like, yeah. I mean, that was a, based on a true story, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. like... That kind of movie, like That's that movie, movie, one was a phenomenal movie, and mm-hmm. two, it's. I think it's definitely a good movie. If if you're ever doubting yourself and like success out there, or like you want to give up on something, it's one of those good movies that you can watch, and, and it's kind of like a feel good that yeah, you can a, do. It. A guy went from nothing, yeah. from sleeping in a bathroom at the subway station, yeah, with his kid, to you know, jumping into a big corporation and yeah. and being super successful. And, yeah. you know, it, it just goes to show with hard work and determination. You can do anything you want. and Yeah, it's a I've, good I've message. I've always yeah. liked it's that a good movie. good message, yeah. Although every time I go to type it in, I spell it wrong.
0: The pursuit part or the happiness part? The happiness
1: part? part. Because I'm pretty sure the movie is spelled with a Y. Oh,
0: I think you're right. Like
1: H-P-P-Y-N-E-S-S. And yeah. that's yeah. not how you spell happiness. That's with an I, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like... I can't find this movie anywhere. And then I type in wine. It's like, oh, it pops up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hate when movies do that where they'll intentionally misspell something just to be creative. And you're like, all right. Well, I'm trying to look it up and that's not how you spell it. Um, Idiots. I'll go into the five-star movies. So this is down to the nitty-gritty. One, two, three. There's four of them. So, and this is another thing that I think would be interesting to talk about on how my opinions may have changed. So I had that, that year Thor The Dark World As a five star movie that year. Would you change that? I think I would change that and give it a slightly lower rating. Four and a half. Maybe four. Because I think it's one of the weaker Marvel movies, but it's still a Marvel movie, and all the Marvel movies I pretty much love. Like, there's very few of them that I dislike. I I
1: feel like the thing, like, with the uh, rating is you can't judge it against other Marvel movies. You could judge Thor against other Thor movies. Yeah. But in terms of. Other Marvel movies, you can't because they have different stories. Right, like, like Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, they're good. They're good movies. Yeah, but if you put it against Iron Man or, yeah, or you know, Avengers or, or yeah. Avengers, of course it's going to go way down. Yeah, you know, I think
0: that's a good point. And also in hindsight, you know, in, in 2013, I obviously the world had not been exposed to the third Thor movie, which is Thor Ragnarok, which I think is far and away the best Thor movie. It's not even close. So, now that I've seen Thor Ragnarok, I look at Thor The Dark World a little bit differently. Right. And I probably wouldn't say Thor The Dark World is a five-star movie, which I would probably say Thor Ragnarok is a five-star movie. <sighs> so, the, again, you know, one of the caveats that we talked about at the beginning of this discussion, these are the rankings and and the ratings that I had for these movies okay. at the time in 2013. So. Another five star movie that I had on here was The Hobbit: The Desolation of Smaug. So that's the second in the Hobbit trilogy, following The Hobbit: and Unexpected Journey. You know, and Matt and I were just talking before this podcast started. I just recently restarted, did a, re- a rewatch on Lord of the, the Rings. original Lord of the Rings trilogy. So I watched the Fellowship of the, of the Ring last night. I'm just a really big fan of this world. I have never read the books. I want to. Um, I don't think the Hobbit movies are as good as the Lord of the Rings, but they're still really I think- good.
1: And I saw something online about this the other day or it was today, that the Hobbit movies could have been better in my opinion, mm-hmm. had they not used as much CGI. Yes. I in think The that's Lord Everyone's of the Rings, all the orcs and, yeah. and like the Eurokai and stuff like that, that was makeup. Like Yeah, it's just costume that, and makeup. Yeah. That was a long time in the studio to get yeah. that stuff done. And I, I get CGI can be more cost effective. You can get stuff done quicker. Because I mean, if you if you look at the Hobbit I think they released uh, the, "An Unexpected Journey" and "The Desolation of smog Within it was like 2013 or 2012 and 2013. Yeah, and then I think they even released um, "The Battle of the Fime, Five Five the, the, <laughs> the Battle of the Five Armies, the Battle of the Five Armies, in 2014. So I think, I think it, right. was like it was back like back to back to back because yeah. they filmed all three movies at the same time, and then yeah. it was just editing and. But I, I feel like if they used less CGI and kind of took their time, even if they had a space movie releases out, yeah, dude, I, think, I wouldn't say they could be better. I, I wouldn't say they would be better. I'd say they could be better than Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. I love the Hobbit movies. I do too. And, I really like the Hobbit movies. It, I mean, it's a phenomenal story. It, it sets up the Lord of the Rings. It really it, it does, It truly yeah. sets up that entire story. Yeah. And... Now it's one of those, like, you know, if you dig deep in the movie, yeah, you sit there and you go, well, if you use less CGI, yeah it pops mm-hmm. off even more.
0: I think that's everyone's chief complaint is just they, used, they went a little too heavy on the CGI, which is another thing that if you use more practical effects than CGI, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, your movie's going to look better. Oh, yeah. than if you just went heavy on the CGI, just due to the fact that the technology for CGI advances so quickly.
1: Right, that the next year things are different. The next
0: year, the CGI from last year looks like shit already. I so mean, if you use practical effects, it all looks the same. So if you go watch, a prime example is if you go watch the original Jurassic Park, which was released in 1993, which is when I was born. Old people. <laughs> um The T Rex and the velociraptors in that movie still look really good when you watch them today because they were practical animatronic effects. Those were actual, you know, monsters that they designed. Yeah, with like rubberized robots instead of an entirely CGI created thing that, like, more like you see in the Jurassic World movies. So I think I would rather them do practical effects any day because. When you rewatch the movie years later, it still holds up. It looks really good way later down the line. Whereas, like a lot of times, the CGI just does not hold like, up.
1: Like the only movie that I will side with CGI on is Avatar. Yeah,
0: which is the entire thing. Which, There's not much practical effects you can do in Avatar.
1: But if you if you watch Avatar, which was released in 2009, yeah, and it took what like nine years to film, yeah. 2009 CGI compared to 2020 CGI. It's going to be night and day different.
0: Oh yeah, hands down. But so you the watch- next Avatar that comes out is going to Which look- was supposed
1: to be released this year. Yeah. Avatar 2 is supposed to be released in 2020. So that's another movie that got moved back. But if you if you watch Avatar again, that movie will look like it was made that year. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of those movies that It does look really good. That no matter what you're watching it on, it, it's just like th- there's no like spots of like, oh, this this would look so much better if this was made in 2020. Yeah. You go this was made in two thousand nine. I doubt it. I bet you yeah. they up they redid something and, and uploaded a new version yeah. on Amazon or something. It's just that clear. It's it's that good. Then you get a movie like you know The Hobbit that it's, it doesn't look bad, but like you yeah. said, it would just look. It looked better. It would look better if over they were time. Real orcs, yeah. right? So, I agree. Anybody made real orcs. <laughs> for movies that came out earlier. So just right. You know, get that same makeup artist to come in and yeah. alter to, to fit your movie and yeah. that'd be fine.
0: Exactly. So the last two on here, I will I will say that these are both in my top 5. So I'll just talk about them right now. They're both five-star movies. American Hustle and The Wolf of Wall Street. And I think you've probably only seen Wolf of Wall Street, right? Have you seen American Hustle?
1: Uh it's probably another one that it was on TV and I jumped in like 45 minutes to an hour in and I was so lost that I was like I just have to watch the whole thing and I haven't haven't sat down to watch it so
0: you have seen The Wolf of Wall Street though oh yeah that's a fucking great movie that's in it that's in my top 10 all time movies I think I I love The Wolf
1: of Wall Street I went into that movie so I watched that movie on an airplane first off okay which tips about watching movies on airplanes don't watch anything that people might like get upset about. Oh, especially yeah. if you're sitting on an aisle seat.
0: Yes. I think I actually did the same because, thing you did. If you were, yeah, I'll let you tell your story first.
1: You know, if, you, if you've seen The Wolf of Wall Street, there's sex, drugs, yeah. violent, you know. Yeah, you lots it, of nudity, it, lots of drugs. It's yeah. in there. I got my iPad up, flipped open in an aisle seat on an airplane. Just watching it and all of a sudden just. Boom. I'm like, whoa. And people are like walking back, and I'm like, just Titties
0: and ass. And And you're
1: like, (laughs) like, it's so intriguing, but like.
0: Yeah, it looks like you're watching porn on the plane, basically. Yeah. I
1: mean, that movie. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's so good.
0: And that's another one I've actually read the book that that's based on, and that guy. Jordan Belfort lived a pretty insane life and, and I, he I will still say lives an
1: insane life he's making um, millions by going around giving speeches
0: I will say there's a lot in the book that they actually left out of the movie which is kind of crazy that it's a near three hour long movie and they left a lot of stuff out there's a couple giant stories in that book that just they just cut completely out of the movie and there's still if you just look at what happened in the movie that, that guy lived an insane life insane. just an insane life and, I don't know, I think it's honestly one of Martin Scorsese's best movies, in my opinion. He's made some real absolute classics, but that's one of his best movies. I've also read... And also, one of my, if not my favorite, Leo DiCaprio performance.
1: I also read... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find this up, actually, before I say anything. Okay,
0: I'll talk about American Hustle real quick. So, American Hustle, and I'll get to this too when we talk about my top five, ultimately, for this year, is a really good movie that I have rewatched. Countless times. I'm a big fan of this movie. So, it's a David O. Russell directed movie. Um, He has directed movies such as The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Um, He's also done a couple others that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. But, American Hustle has Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence, and Jeremy Renner in it. Just a pretty all-star cast. And it's set... I forget exactly when it's set. Maybe the 70s or something like that. And it's basically about a couple of con men who get wrapped up in... They get in trouble by the FBI. And the FBI basically uses them to try and catch politicians who are crooked politicians. And essentially what that movie is is just a masterclass in acting. And it's it's a kind of a weird, quirky movie. And all of the characters are weird and have little weird quirks. But... It's just an excuse for the actors to get dressed up in fun hair and makeup back from the 70s and just kind of go all out. And Christian Bale does another classic, <clears throat> I'm going to just gain 50 pounds for this role because the role I'm playing is a fat guy. And he has like a – he he's like a, a fat – he's like overweight bald dude who has like this really bad toupee on his head that he kind of like pastes down on his bald head. And he has, Should
1: I get a toupee?
0: Yeah, dude. Do it. It's going to look great. <laughs> and he has these like – big ridiculous glasses on all the time and he's just super weird and Bradley Cooper's character is this really weird he's an FBI agent who's just this weird quirky like super ambitious FBI agent it's i don't know I don't, I don't know I'm doing like a really bad job of describing what the movie is about but it's a really really excellent movie I'm a big fan of the movie and it got nominated for a shit ton of academy awards um it's something that I've gone back to and watched quite a few times and I'm a big fan of that movie so what were you gonna say? I, so, I think you finished your research. So
1: I had read this, and I don't know when I had read it, but Jonah Hill was hospitalized with bronchitis or bron- bronchitis bronchitis. Words are hard this Saturday evening. All right, I've only been awake for nine hours. <laughs> he was hospitalized with bronchitis for snorting too much fake cocaine.
0: Oh yeah, because did they use like vitamin, vitamin D. D? Yeah, they used. He goes. Sort of there a was a lot up of vitamin.
1: beneficial. You know, things that came from it. I never had more vitamin D. But he goes, I ended up getting bronchitis from snorting too much. Because we were literally snorting vitamin D for seven months straight. He goes, there was yeah. almost a day where we didn't do it. I mean, if you watch Wolf of Wall Street, they're yeah. doing drugs almost every, like, it's 30 constant. seconds. It's constant, yeah. And that's a three-hour-long movie. So add up how much and add how many shots it took to do that. You Right, know. right. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, man, this guy was hospitalized for using fake drugs, for using vitamins. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I think
0: that movie has also set the record for the most curse words in a movie. Or maybe it's the most F-bombs in a movie. I can't remember. It's just a lot of curse words, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of nudity, a lot of drugs. But that was that guy's life. A lot of you truth. Know? Yeah. He, uh, he ends up starting his own brokerage firm and basically... Not obeying, I would say the polite way to describe it is not obeying the securities laws that the SEC and FINRA have developed and basically manipulating people and force selling stocks to people that were really garbage stocks and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and ends up becoming just a multi, multi, multi millionaire off of it and then just really goes for it in terms of indulging in the lifestyle that having that much money would afford you in terms of having sex with a lot of hookers and doing a lot of drugs and just doing a bunch of crazy shit. And
1: you realize he almost got away with, with all of his crimes? Yeah, it if was. If they were smarter about it, they would have gotten away with it. Like well, He would still be doing it probably. Yeah, and
0: well, what it was is basically his greed just had no end. If he right. would have stopped... He would have gotten off with some fines. All you had to do was step down from being, you know, the CEO of Stratton Oakmont. And he didn't want to. He was like, no, fuck that. I'm not letting the government tell me what to do. Not fucking going I'm out. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> and uh, you know, that whole great speech. And yeah, and then he stayed and kept doing what he was doing, and the FBI caught him, and then they the whole thing came crashing down. So um no one's better at doing the and I think this is more of less a gangster movie and more of the white collar criminal movie but no one's better at doing the criminal life rise to prominence and then the utter fall from grace than Martin Scorsese is he's just really good at doing that and I think this is one of his best movies and like I said it might be It's probably up there in the top two or three favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performances. And he's my favorite actor, like, hands down. He's just... What he does in this movie... So I will say another thing, too, about his performance in this movie is he got nominated for Best Actor. And I was really pulling for him to win at the Oscars. He
1: should have won that year. And
0: he lost to Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. And I was originally pissed because I hadn't seen Dallas Buyers Club at the time the Oscars was happening. I was like, fuck... I wanted Leo to win so bad because at that point he still didn't have right. one. He still hadn't won. He'd been nominated a few times, but never won. And I'm like, Matthew McConaughey won for Dallas Buyers Club. What the hell? And then I went and saw Dallas Buyers Club, and I was like, okay, good for you, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's fair a enough. really, really, really excellent performance. And that's a good movie too. But um, you know, Leo DiCaprio just had a tough draw that year. But he ends he ended up getting his Oscar years later. But just a really good so, performance. So staying, Jonah Hill's great in this Jonah movie. Jonah
1: Hill's great. So, staying on Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, who is the main character. Yeah. The dude only spent two years in a federal prison. Yeah, and then it was he, one of those white collar prisons, yeah, too, where it was not. He, he, he had to spend a month in rehab, yeah. but he had to pay $110 million in restitution. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think. All of the money—I'm not exactly sure on the details—but I think all of the money that he now makes when he goes around and gives speeches is pretty much used to pay back restitution. Right, but he, he does, owes he, so he much writes, money.
1: So he—I think he wrote the the book, his like autobiography or whatever. Right. Uh, or his it's two memoirs: "The Wolf of Wall Street" and "Catching the Wolf of Wall Street." Um. And then he does uh, motivational speaking.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, good for him for living a life that's, you know, there's very few people whose autobiography and their memoir is interesting enough to create a movie such as this. So, good for him for being able to live a life that was exciting and as crazy as his was, but also it all came crashing down and now he's served jail time and he has to pay back, you know, you said over $100 million in restitution. And he fucked over a lot of people. I mean, he definitely did some shady shit. So, I, so know, guess what his
1: net worth is? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> <Negative> $97 million. <laughs> according, according to uh, whatever site this is on. Yeah, there you go. But, so it, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not living a super wealthy life. Oh, I'm sure his he's, life is he's comfortable. He's still yeah. making, you know, a bunch of money. He just
0: has a very big hole to dig himself out yeah. of. But, you know, in the movie he says... The year he turned 26, he made $49 million, which is just unimaginable. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm 27, so I can only imagine what it would be like if I had $50 million in the bank at my age. That would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Um,
1: would you be doing cocaine and all the <laughs> shit that he did, I probably though? would
0: not be living that kind of lifestyle, uh, but I'd be doing a lot of crazy shit probably. I'd be on a yacht somewhere in a very exotic place in the world. You know, sipping the alcoholic Chatfield beverage. Reservoir? <laughs> yeah, Chatfield, <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So, without further ado, should we get to the top fives real quick?
1: Yeah, let's uh, get to your. Do you want me to go first? List of or, lies.
0: or how about we do this? We start at five, work our way up to one, and then we'll alternate. So, I'll do my all right, fifth. Let me one. compile you my
1: list actually real quick okay. because I was doing other things.
0: Son uh, of a bitch. Matt's not prepared. You know what? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's just poor entertainment. Matt's just not ready.
1: I can can sing in the meantime if you'd like. (laughs) Let's not. Let's
0: not. So I guess while Matt's doing that too, I can ramble on a couple of the movies that we didn't mention. So a couple of the the middle-of-the-road movies, like the three, three three-and-a-half-star movies that I did like. um, The Great Gatsby, two Leo movies that year, Wolf of Wall Street and The Great Gatsby. Um, That's also a remake. Um, Never read the book, really want to read the book. But um, Leo DiCaprio is just pretty great as a... Handsome, rich dude.
1: <laughs> do you think he should have won an, an Oscar for Titanic?
0: No, because
1: everyone so. says that he should have won for Titanic. And do you think he should have won one for um, uh, the Covenant? Or not the Covenant. The Revenant. Or what? I can't fucking think right now. Yeah, my it's the Revenant. Everywhere. So that's the one where, where he where he did
0: win it from from the Academy Awards. He finally got his Oscar. Okay. I honestly think it's it's a really good performance, but that's not my favorite Leo performance. I think my favorite Leo performances are Wolf of Wall Street, Django Unchained, actually, Blood Diamond, and what's another one that I really, really like him in? Those three in particular. Oh, The Departed. He's really good at The Departed, too. Those, Those four are like my favorite Leo performances. And I think his best chance to win prior to actually winning in The Revenant was probably Wolf of Wall Street. He's also actually another role that I kind of spaced on because it's his newest one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's actually really good in Once Upon a Time. That's in Hollywood. That's with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, and Brad Pitt got his first Oscar ever for that movie. So Leo got nominated again, but he already got his for The Revenant. And Brad Pitt got his first one for Once Upon a Time. Why I
1: said in the Covenant? I feel like yeah, I mean, you said
0: the Covenant. I'm like, I don't know. If I feel like I, that's got to be not a Leo movie. movie right? That I'm that, no, that's definitely a movie, but it's just not a Leo movie.
1: <laughs> why, why did I think that?
0: Have you seen The Revenant, by the way?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those movies they probably could have cut 30-plus minutes out of, and it would have been the exact same movie.
0: That's one of those very few movies that I thought when I saw it, okay, this is a good movie. This is a pretty impressive artistic achievement, and I'm glad that Leo is going to win his Oscar for this, but I'm probably never going to watch The Revenant again. (laughs) It's just a... Pretty brutal experience to watch that movie. You know, it's just a very harsh world and yeah, it's very long. Also, a really I I guess I want to say underrated, but he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but really good Tom Hardy performance in that movie too. I'm a big Did you forget he's in
1: that movie? Yeah.
0: He's really good in that movie. All right, you got your your top five ready. So let's start at five. I'll go first and then you go, and then we'll go five up through one. So my number five that I had on my list was Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: I have Were the Millers. Okay, I like that movie, dude. It's one of those movies. It's timeless to me. I could watch it over and God, over. God, it's over funny. They show movies. it a lot
0: of times on TV, and I'll, I'll watch it pretty much every time. Um, number four, I have The Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
1: I have Anchorman too.
0: Okay, two comedies coming out the gate. All right, I like it. Number three, The Hobbit: The Desolation of Smaug.
1: I have Monsters You. Really, dude! One of my favorite in your top five. Really, you got to remember I've only seen like nineteen of these.
0: Okay, yeah, I know, but fair. That's just that's interesting because Monsters Inc. is my personal favorite Pixar movie of all time. But I'm not as high on Monsters University. I liked it. I just am not that high on it.
1: Monsters University came out in 2013, not Monsters Inc. (laughs) Okay, couldn't substitute them.
0: Number two, The Wolf of Wall Street.
1: I have The Hobbit.
0: Okay, so we both have Hobbit, Desolation of Smog on here. Yep. And my number one movie for 2013 that I had at the time was American Hustle.
1: And I have Wolf of Wall
0: Street. And you have Wolf of Wall Street. And
1: again, I'm sure some of mine might be like switched or moved around yeah. had I like seen some of these or watched them. And again, I've probably seen more. I just don't remember them. Right. I mean, I know my bottom five is uh, Insidious, 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 and, <laughs> and Insidious. So... uh and no, Evil I Dead. To, I haven't seen that one, so. Um, but, uh. So
0: with that being said, now that we've unveiled our top five, and your, your favorite was Wolf of Wall Street, I think if I was going to go back and re-rank these, I would keep three, four, and five the same. So Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, Secret Life of a Walter Mitty, and Star Trek Into Darkness, keep those the same. But I think I would actually switch my number one and my number two, and number one would be Wolf of Wall Street, and number two would be American Hustle. And the reason why I say that is because I think while I have rewatched both of those movies a lot since 2013 and I own both of them. And I love going back and revisiting both of them. I think they're excellent movies. Wolf of Wall Street's a top ten movie all the time it, for me and American Hustle different. is not. It, America or The Wolf of Wall Street is just a fucking masterpiece of a movie. Dude, it's it, really mean, it, good. It
1: hits different and it's one of those that... I went into it, like, I think you had hyped it up because I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. You're like, dude, you have to see it. And oh, I go, God. dude, all it is is just like drugs and sex, like yeah. whatever. And, you know, like, some to people that's not appealing. But then you, like, get into the movie and you're like, there's a big story behind this. Like, yeah. it's not, I mean, <laughs> it is pretty much just drugs and sex, but <laughs> there's a there's huge more story it. Yeah. behind it. Yeah. And, I mean, the acting is beyond... The
0: acting is top-notch. And the I mean, directing is top-notch. Right.
1: Everything's just a phenomenal movie. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I fell in love with that movie as soon as I watched
0: yeah. it. So, if I was going to do a re-rank... I think, you know, we're, we're starting this kind of series of podcasts... And this is the year 2013 in movies. I think if I was going to go back and change anything... I'd probably change my top five and just shift number one and two... And Wolf of Wall Street would be my favorite. But, in 2013... I decided that American Hustle was my favorite movie, so I'm gonna I'm leaving it as is for now. But we'll, we can revisit this stuff later, and maybe what we can do too at the end of this little series that we're gonna do is I'll go back and and kind of recap what my adjusted top fives were. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be I've been that'd be kind of. You could so, do a
1: 2013, and then you could do like a 2020 like update.
0: Yeah, because I think and and you know maybe for some of the. When we get to 2019 and 2020, I won't be able to really do a, an adjusted top five because they're just so recent. There's I probably three. feel the same way. But you know, it's been seven years since I put this list together. I, my opinions and my tastes have changed slightly. Um, here's also something that I did in this year's spreadsheet that I have not done since then that I just thought was kind of interesting. I had a sleeper of the year, a most viewed, and a best superhero movie category. So, sleeper of the year, I put The Iceman, and The Iceman is a movie with Michael Shannon, and he basically plays an assassin, or like a hitman, and it's based on a true story actually, where this guy ended up, he I think he's like a hitman for the mob or something, he ends up killing like an insane amount of people, and like I said, based on a true story, the guy was a real person, and just Michael Shannon just gives a fucking really scary, intimidating performance, and it's just a cool like crime movie. So that was the sleeper of the year. I thought that was a really underrated movie. My most viewed, I had The Wolverine. I've seen The Wolverine a million times. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Did The Wolverine. Did you dress up as? Yeah, at Comic-Con. And I would do it again. Um, although, from now on, I'll probably do Old Man Logan because I'm fucking old. So <laughs> um, Best superhero movie, I had Thor The Dark World. Obviously, I discussed that earlier. I had it as a five-star movie that year. I probably would adjust that rating, but I, that was probably the best superhero movie I saw that year. Although, I don't know, maybe the Wolverine might give it a run for its money cuz I think I've revisited Wolverine more than I have the Thor movie. But yeah, there we go. So that was the year 2013 in movies. So if I go to Do you Com- have any if I go to Comic-Con
1: thoughts? with you and you go as as Wolverine or Old Man Logan, uh-huh. Now that I have a bald head, can I go as Professor Xavier and you can push me around in a wheelchair? So that I don't have to fucking, like, do anything all day. Dude,
0: if you're offering to do that, I will do that, 100%.
1: Dude, I mean, yeah, that would be fucking hilarious. That would be fucking great.
0: Yeah, I'll do, because I'll have to be the battered, you know, old man Logan. I'll have to wear, like, ratty clothes with, like, some blood stains on them and... Put a little gray in my beard, although I'm I'm getting my own gray coming in already. But it's Taya shave the shave the beard like I did last year in the style that he has it and everything, and then you can just be <laughs> old man wheelchair. Professor X. I'll just be pushing <laughs> you around. That's fucking a great idea, dude. I'll, I'm down if you're down,
1: dude. The only thing is, Comic Con's like eighty billion dollars to get into it.
0: Well, not the Colorado one. Eventually, so I've been to the Colorado one twice, and eventually I want to go to the one in San Diego, just because that's like the mecca. That's Comic Con.
1: Yeah, that'll I mean, be. It's, it's so
0: dumb, that'll be. Though, that that's the goal. And Colorado that, that will be wasn't
1: allowed to because it wasn't like Colorado Pop Culture Con. Yeah, they slash changed it now and they, Slash. Yeah, they random. call it
0: Pop Culture Con, which just doesn't does not have the same ring to it.
1: But it's all because the Comic Con in San Diego like yeah. copyrighted the name, so you yeah. can't say anything's Comic Con.
0: Although, which is kind of silly because it's like we're not. Saying we're going to Comic Con, we're going to Colorado Comic Con or Denver Comic Con. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why well, can't just each city call it Sacramento Comic Con? Well, or whatever. I mean,
1: you would think too <laughs> that most, if not all, of the people going to or not like when I say people, the the vendors or the comics or you know whatever DC, all those people, they're gonna be at the majority, if not all of these big city probably yeah Comic Cons. So. Why does it matter that you're the Comic-Con? Like, yeah.
0: Everyone knows that's the biggest one. <clears throat> if right, but they,
1: they're sold out. Aren't they like five or ten years in advance, like sold out already?
0: I don't know if it's that bad, but it's very expensive to go. I know. I think tickets are very pricey. And But... It's worthwhile because they'll literally do like Marvel Studios will have panels there where
1: where they have like the whole event, the whole cast. cast,
0: yeah, and they'll be announcing the next Avengers movie or you know whatever. Right, they do all their big. So it's events it's there. a really big pop culture event, but and the Denver one was certainly not that big, but still pretty big. And honestly, I had a really great time. It's a fun place for just nerds like me to go and just nerd out over movie culture well, and, it's, and it's not comics just and like.
1: I mean, it's like everything in, it's everything in like now the fantasy and, world. And that's it's why not, they called it
0: Pop Culture Con, because right. it's not just comics anymore. It's, you know, you'll see Stranger Things stuff and Harry right. Potter and Star Wars. You know, not all of it is Marvel and DC comics right. and other related comic stuff. It's, you know, that stuff's certainly there, but it's, it's movie shows. It's big con. TV shows, it's big movies, you know, big pop culture staples. Right. You're going to find all that stuff there. So it's just. It's a blast, man. Plus people get dressed up in op- in uh, in awesome costumes and stuff and it's just a fun time.
1: It's it's funny that they uh, I mean, I guess it's not funny, but how they took away like weapons, like you can't have
0: Oh yeah. certain
1: things and I'm like, "What if it's a foam sword?" And they're like, "Well, no, not if it's this long or whatever." And I go, "Well, they
0: did let me bring my Wolverine claws." I had these like plastic Wolverine claws that I brought. Those were allowed. Breaking
1: rules. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, that would be funny. <clears throat> Professor X.
0: We should do that. Zach, Take me I'm there. Down. I'm down. <laughs> we plus a lot of that food. movie. A lot of Logan is just him pushing Professor X around in a wheelchair. So, there you go.
1: But then at the end he dies. Yeah, that's a sad die. movie. They that's they a pretty fucking
0: die. sad movie actually. It's good. Really good. I have good. to I have but.
1: to bring a bunch of like pill bottles. Yeah. I'm there in, you like, go. In like a Ziploc baggie like yeah. hanging on the side of the chair. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, any lasting thoughts you want to go over for movies? In no. 2013? Hopefully,
1: uh, 2014. Um, I'll be a little more. I don't know. I don't know uh, movies off the top of my head. I don't know. So hopefully, 2014. I've seen more than like 19 of them. And I'll can, uh, if not like depending on when preview. we want to do another one. We can. Uh, you can shoot me the list sooner, and I might be able to see some of the. Okay, I'll movies. email you
0: it tonight. I'll email you the list. So sneak preview for our next episode that we do on movies in 2014. I only saw thirty-five movies in two thousand fourteen yeah. instead of fifty in two thousand thirteen. So there'll be so, less for for you to have to choose. So from.
1: I've probably seen a few of them, but yeah. not
0: I know for sure you've seen the one that I had listed as my favorite. No spoilers for now. That's for tune in next time.
1: <laughs> tune in next time.
0: <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, thanks for letting me nerd out about movies. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Um you know, as always, we still would love to have some interaction with you guys. If you want to write in and tell me that my top five was absolute garbage or tell me that any of these movies on here that I thought sucked were actually really good and changed my opinion, send us an email to justsomebrowsing at gmail.com. Go out there, like, rate, and review us on all the platforms. podcast platforms out there. Um, go to I, our
1: Facebook page. Yeah,
0: go like us on Facebook, just, comment just on Facebook. Yeah. And-
1: we, I mean, that's usually the first place that you'll see we had a new episode, usually the day yeah. after. Uh,
0: yeah, we like to go out there and share the new episode and stuff. So, you know, this week we had our – obviously our recap, football recap on Tuesday, and then tonight, Saturday night, we're putting up a movie podcast for you guys. So we'll, so we'll be we'll back continue Tuesday. Going, yeah, we'll, we'll continue going with the – weekly football recaps until football season ends, and then we'll probably do more episodes kind of like this in the future. So so I
1: think – so we'll be back next uh, Tuesday with another uh, fantasy football slash NFL weekly recap. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the next – that weekend's – The holiday weekend, so we won't be in your ears. Yeah, we might take a little
0: break for Thanksgiving. Um,
1: And I think the next week after that, so the first week in December, we'll do the fantasy recap on on Tuesday again, uh, Mm -hmm. as long as the NFL season recap. And then I think we'll do another episode later that week. Uh, Probably either the 2014 movie list or something else we come up with. But um, we're going to try and put out at least two episodes every other week. Yeah. Um, One football, at least for now, and then one, whether it's a movie or just kind of uh, just, a random just chatting, you chat, know, random. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Uh, Taya and Lauren want to jump in, so we'll have to find some kind of topic. And yes. I think uh, Zach and I want to release a very fun podcast where we just drink and uh, <laughs> have a good time. So yeah, I think we're still... shoot us shoot us some <laughs> topics to talk about though. Like, yeah, give us some yeah. topics you'd like Zach and I to ramble about when we're drunk. Yeah. And you know, make it a fun, you know, mm-hmm. happy topics going into the holidays. I think that would be. A,
0: yeah, that one. I, I think we're we're. I'm at least I am still a little hesitant on whether or not we should actually be recording. <laughs> us. Being I am hammered. not hesitant at but, all. But uh, I think it would be probably a fun idea. So we'll we'll see we'll see where that one goes. So that he that'll be a fun it. episode. If for you not, guys.
1: if he doesn't want to do it, I will drink and get drunk and
0: do it. <laughs> and then it'll just be me sober and Matt drunk, and that should be. That should be entertaining. So
1: I'm always entertaining, <laughs> even when I'm sober.
0: Do you have anything else you want to cover no. for this one? Again, you, we just oh, appreciate
1: all your love and support. And yep. everybody have. A, well, I guess we'll see you before uh, the next weekend. So scratch that thought till next yeah. episode. You don't
0: don't have a that happy Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, You can't have next a happy week.
1: Thanksgiving because you're gonna hear us again. So yep. jokes on you. So good luck
0: to everyone's fantasy team out there, and uh, we will recap the action next week.
1: Bye bye everybody.
0: All right, thanks for tuning in.